Welcome back to Wellness and Wonder for another episode. Today we are going to go through addictions. Addiction is a brain uh, disorder, as we know, characterized by compulsive engagement in rewarding stimuli, despite adverse consequences. So it starts from our need of stimulation. Today, I will, I will interview these amazing guys. And uh, why am I interviewing people building platforms about addictions? People can get addicted to all sorts of substances. When we think of addiction, we usually think of alcohol, illegal drugs, but people become addicted to medicines, cigarettes, even glue. <laughs> so it's going to be very interesting. So we want to go through an intuitive understanding of uh, and the neurological and psychological effect of addiction uh, toward the AIDS in the path to recovery. So we're going to go through insights into biological and psychological approaches to, to recovery. Good morning, guys, Alex and George. Welcome to NS and Wonder. Thank you. So uh, I have, uh, of course, I prepared a few questions for you, but if you want to present yourself first, where are you from? Alex and George, you are two brothers. We are. Um, I'm Alex James. I'm a mindfulness teacher and cognitive behavioral therapist. Yeah. I work with clients uh, suffering from anxiety, addictions, um, low cases of depression, and social anxiety all across, all across the board. So interesting. And um, of course, uh, we know as soon as we build something so powerful, we know it comes from an, an experience from our past. So I would say, guys, uh, first, uh, okay, why this platform was born and what was the main factor that gave birth to heal therapies? Well, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I wanted to build something for the NHS to help them overcome high stress and high anxiety at the beginning of all their difficult work. Um, a friend and colleague who was a nurse at one of the hospitals in London, she kind of had the initial idea. So we ended up building a platform called NHS in Mind that were a series of eight resources for doctors, nurses, porters, anybody in the NHS that would help reduce anxiety and stress in that time. Um, George was sitting right next to me helping, well not right next because it was in lockdown, but sitting next to me helping me do with the design and getting everything looking and delivered to people in the most simplistic way forwards. Um, after that, we were asked to develop a platform for the NSPCC, which is a big children's charity in the UK and we delivered a similar platform with George and I once again coming up with the designs and the user experience of the platform. Um, NS, NHS in mind was really successful. We managed to be interviewed on the BBC, ITV and different publications and we felt after that that it would be a fantastic opportunity for us to do something for the general public but elevate the technology. So we came up with the idea of heal therapies, which would be an online platform where people anywhere in the United Kingdom and anywhere in the world will be able to access therapeutic help from the comfort of their room, whether they lived in a major city or whether they were a farmer in the outskirts in some random place in the countryside. Yes, sir. Um, George and I were both passionate about therapy being accessed. So we looked at the treatments that I offered people and we felt the first 
our treatment plan that would be useful for people would be a stop smoking treatment plan. And so I guess we spent a good three or four months translating what I did in the clinic onto the platform and creating a very, very smooth piece of technology that people will be able to sign up and be guided through this seven day process without the need for talking to a therapist or that, even going to a clinic. That's so interesting, guys. Amazing, amazing job. My wonder is why the first addiction is a cigarette addiction? Because as you know, I'm a smoker, for example, and, yeah. and I'm very truly addicted to cigarettes, but I don't want to stop at the moment. So uh, I would say that people that want to quit the cigarettes, they really need to want it within them. Uh, do you think this is the first step? Absolutely. The first question I ask clients when they call me is from zero to 10, how much do you want to give up smoking? And on the platform itself, yeah. I think it's below a six. If they get below six, they don't even allowed to proceed. So yeah. it's all about motivation. I had a gentleman call me this morning. I said, how much do you want to give up? He said, I'm a 10. So I was like, in you come. Because sure. it's all about you being, you wanting to stop. And we just help you gently over the line by giving you all the tools you need to do so. Yes, and I'm sure I will want to stop soon. It's just that this is very important for people to understand. Don't try to quit smoking if you don't really desire it, you don't, if you yeah. don't really want it. We should all want to stop quit smoking, I believe. So the, your first clients were people addicted to cigarettes. Yes, yeah, Sorry, yes, I'm very curious about uh, the, uh, yes, the need of people during COVID. So most of the people looking for um, help in terms of addiction, would you say there were people wanted, wanting to quit cigarettes or also other kind of people? I mean, our initial offering is yeah. to stop smoking. So the majority right. of our advertising was very much focused yeah. towards stop smoking. That's, you know, from a business angle, that's why we did do Stop Smoking, because people are searching for that kind of thing. And also, it's kind of subclinical. When it comes to alcohol addiction, you know, there's still a grey area whether that needs to be in front of a therapist, where Stop Smoking, you know, there are pretty much three reasons people smoke. To get rid of stress, social anxiety, or boredom. And in my time and in all the research, that seems to be the three main reasons. So from my point of view as a therapist, that's why it was probably the smartest one forwards to help people is that those are the main three reasons. With alcohol and other addictions, it can be a lot more complicated. Yes. And uh, most of the time an addiction, as you said, comes from a lack of something. So it can be an addiction to cigarettes, to alcohol, but anyway it is an addiction so yeah. if you can go to the roots of the problem it's ideal so uh, would you do you usually help uh, before i ask you i go forward and ask you other questions guys do you usually uh, provide reasons why people have to smoke or it is more under an interpersonal level that they go through this do you help them psychologically to go through the process yeah, well, first of all, we don't like to think of smoking as an addiction. We like to think of smoking as a habit. Yes. You know, if, if, you, if, if you do that 50 times a day, you're yeah. like, you're like Federer, practicing your serve. You get very, very good at it, and it becomes that habit. So we, we like to look at smoking as more of a habit than addiction. Actually, it is for me an habit, I have to say. More an habit than an addiction, guys, now that it's, yeah. yeah. Once again, it's learned behavior. Yeah. Feel stress. I want a cigarette, 
behavior follows and you get into this loop of behavior that's quite hard to break unless you can have some therapeutic help. When it comes to helping people understand why they smoke, the majority of times it is people say boredom, social anxiety or stress. The majority of the time it's to help relieve stress. Yeah, yes. And um, so, okay, to release stress. So I would say to replace this habit I have while I want also release my stress, how can I avoid the cigarette? Shall I eat dry mango instead, for example, and, uh, and replace the cigarette with dry mango? Which is your method? Of course, it's very personal, but what do you usually suggest for people? Well, first of all, there's a lot of education around cigarettes. Everybody understands there are carcinogens and poisons in cigarettes, but we spend quite a bit of time during the therapy talking about those things because a lot of people don't actually realize the, the constituents. Second of all, we do lots of skills training. So different evidence-based short techniques. When you want to have a cigarette, we implement something else. And to be honest, Amazing. eating a piece of mango changes the behavioral pattern. So to be honest, in a simplified way, you're creating a counter habit, a more healthy habit. I'm feeling stressed, I'm gonna have mango. If that works for you, you've broken the habit chain. Yeah. Okay. And then we use hypnosis to begin help people change behaviors immediately. Okay. Yes. So it's a lot of a lot of skills training, a little bit of hypnosis, a little bit of CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, challenging our thoughts and replacing our thoughts with better thoughts. But mainly at that moment you're talking about giving people skills and activities and coping statements to put in place at that moment that they want their cigarette. Yes. Do, do they uh, stay in touch with you on a daily basis? How long does it last this program for quitting cigarettes? I know you do, you follow many different therapies, but precisely this one, how long does it last? This, yeah. this, this one is called Stop in Seven. So it's based over seven days. Okay, wow. So for example, you go on the platform and you choose the day you want to quit. Yes. That could be Saturday, next Saturday. Okay. For the seven days leading up to that, you log on to the platform and you get given a few tasks. For example, listening to a hypnotherapy recording, writing down your first cigarette of the day, yes. some different cognitive behavioral activities to help unpick your smoking habit. During that process, you can contact me via the phone, via WhatsApp. There's a lovely chat box function as well, where people can reach out and talk during the process. And then on the last day, you log in and you get guided through a couple of hours worth of videos of me presenting. And then you leave after the session, a healthy, happy non-smoker with some tasks to do afterwards. Now, if anything happens for the six weeks afterwards, you get a free Zoom call with me and I can talk it through. But to be honest, most people have actually just logged on and done it and then said thank you a couple of months later. Mm. Um, there's been a couple of little, you know, people saying I can't get it on my phone or they were having some technical difficulties. I think maybe these were slightly you know, older clients who hadn't, weren't as tech savvy as our younger ones, um, which I think is a slight barrier to entry for some people. Yes. Um, most of the time people have just logged in, made payments, 
everything's automated and they've just followed the steps, which thanks to George has made the user experience absolutely seamless for people. Um, and they've had great success off the back of it. Amazing. It is like a guided journey toward the freedom, freedom from our addictions. And, what, and, what, and what's lovely as well is for the weeks and months afterwards, say after week one, we give you an update of what's happening in your body. So for example, after week one, your oxygen levels will be more balanced and we keep following that up to about, isn't it six or eight weeks, George? You know, we keep telling you what's happening physiologically and people love that because it goes, actually, this is how much you're saving. You know, it's like hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Now, I think the average cost of someone smoking is over a hundred thousand pounds over a lifetime. Yes, and not people, not everyone can afford this and it should be more affordable to, to be able to quit our addictions because we all have one. Thank yeah. you, guys. So regarding this, do you think every conscientious approach then leads to the uh, initiation of what we can, and realization of what we can change? So you basically bring people to a conscientious approach of what they are doing. Yeah. So you basically help their mind changing their approaches. Would you say yeah. that for any person that is not able to join the platform, that might join the platform, would you say that this is the first thing to think about, a conscientious approach toward what we are doing? Yeah, I mean, consciousness and awareness are both links. Now, yes. I'm a mindfulness-based therapist, and the definition of mindfulness is the awareness that emerges. Yes. You pay attention on purpose, non-judgmentally, to things as they are. So awareness of ourselves, our surroundings, our thoughts, our emotions, that is all part of becoming aware of the situation you're in and then having the courage to make change. So awareness, as far as I'm concerned, is everything. Everything. Completely. Everything. everything. Yeah. And there is nothing wrong if we need help. To be helped is the most important thing ever because we cannot do everything alone. Mostly if something is so hurting and difficult to take care of and to recognize, yeah. George, you were going to say? It was one of the reasons why we started with Stop Smoking as well, was because <clears throat> by implementing some of the mindfulness techniques in particular through the program, for some of our clients, particularly the older ones, it was the first time that they'd had contact with those kind of techniques, such as mindful breathing and awareness. And then the overarching effects of that, it's like once you've managed to quit smoking, you've now got a whole skill set of coping strategies that can be applied to any stressful situation. So it's not just the smoking, it's now what those, what the knock-on effects of it are as well. Yeah. And a massive part of that is awareness of yourself, awareness of the habit, awareness of the, of the behavioral cycles but broader than that, just an awareness of yourself and how you're operating. And from a treatment plan background as well, you know, that's why it's the most comprehensive plan out there. It's not just hypnosis, where you just become hypnotized and walk away and on smoker. As George says, it gives you strategies you can use in 10 years time when you suffer some trauma in life or lose your job or somebody's mean to you and you start to feel down. All these things can be implemented from then on. As George said, that, that's been what people have loved as well. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Of course. Thank you for being so precise. So why do you think uh, is human nature 
always intent on falling into vice addic and addictions, like uh, uh, having the experience uh, of what is bad and what is right. Why do we always uh, avoid the, the, a good change and we always fall into these traps of our weaknesses that causes us addictions? Um, you know, when we experience stress in the world, we ask ourselves the question, what resources do I have inside me to deal with that stress? Now, some people have more resources than others. And the ones who have lots of resources don't reach for cigarettes, alcohol, sweet foods, or the gym even. Yes. Okay? But the people who don't have those resources, the brain says, I need something. Please, can you soothe me? So and that's where we go to highly addictive substances and the brain goes, thank you. Oh, that's so much better. And then negative reinforcement happens. The brain says, I'm stressed. Oh, Alex has given me a cigarette. Oh, that worked. I'll keep doing that. Okay. Yes. Now, interestingly, in my, in, in my training, there was a lovely quote which made me think of it when you sent me the question the other day, which says, the objective of mental health is to be me, not them. But the world is them, and yeah. overwhelmingly bigger. Society is the sworn enemy of mental health. So as far as I'm concerned, it's the outside world that we're reacting with, trying to fit in, and not feeling good enough, feeling anxious about being around people. And that's why, ultimately, I believe, from what I've seen and my own experience, that we reach for these things as a crutch, as a support, and as a best friend. Thank you for your words. I love what you said, and we love this quote. We are going to mention it on the, on the description in YouTube, because I loved it. I have no idea who's, who it's from. It was just a quote in my yeah. training manual that really stuck with me. Absolutely. Once we recognize all these things, uh, always related to awareness and, and consciousness, we will find it so much easier to find a good path, health path for us. Yes. Yeah. I think that in that respect, awareness is like the greatest resource that you can have, because if you've got if you've got lots of coping strategies that you're aware of, they're kind of redundant unless you have a degree of awareness in which you can say, "This is what's happening to me right now in my inner world, in my inner state." how I'm reacting to the world around me in order to then engage in coping strategies, more healthy activities other than smoking or addictions. That's why the awareness has to, you have to have a, such a, a grounding and awareness of what's going on inside you and how you're reacting rather than just having blind reactions and then engaging in unhealthy activities. Yes. In a therapeutic sense, that's called the early warning sign. You've got to know that tight chest is going to turn into a negative thought, which is going to turn into that behavior, which causes agitation. But as George says, you've got to be aware of that early moment and act. Which Absolutely. Absolutely. Things like. Yes, guys. <laughs> yes. And. Uh... Awareness is such a natural thing for us, but we don't really recognize the simplicity of uh, being aware. Meditation brings us there, our uh, peaceful moments, mindful moments bring us there. There are many different te techniques to become more aware of what you want, who you are. And I think one of them is living life fully, not only meditating. 
is actually also the opposite. So both realities can help us to be aware, either meditating, detaching from everything, or either living fully, of course, avoiding hurting ourselves, being conscious when we act, absolutely. Um, so of course, uh, being aware doesn't mean avoiding everything. It means being aware of them, which is very different. <clears throat> and that, for me, the greatest meditation is life itself. You know, I meditate yeah. and I take what I learn in meditation and I go out in the real world and I'm as present as I can with my friends, with my clients, with the world around me. Yeah. And that's, that's the key to meditation. It's not the work you do when meditating, it's how you translate it into your real life. That's when you start to be truly mindful. Thank you, doctor. So yes, so uh, for example, guys, how do you uh, deal with problems of your clients? How do you really provide them this uh, personal journey? I know they look like kind of the same questions, but it's just to go deeper yeah. so our guests can understand the approach you have. So of course we have different problems. We have different, we have different personalities, different approaches, so you have different clients. So how do you deal with them? How do you, who is taking care of them when they ask you for help? Well, in my, in my private practice, whenever somebody calls up, we have an initial consultation. Yes. where we do anxiety questionnaires, depression questionnaires, health questionnaires, and lots of Socratic questioning to find out exactly what's going on, when it started, what causes it to maintain, the effect it's having on your life. When it comes to heal therapies with our first stop in seven treatment, we have like a, 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 a kind of checkbox just to find out that people are suitable. You know, like when it comes to stop smoking, as I said, it's quite a, you know, people smoke for pretty much the same reasons. We're just making sure that people with more difficult psychological conditions aren't signing up. And as I said, they have full access to me throughout the whole of the course with any problems, but it's subclinical on the platform. We're looking to develop more anxiety-based treatments, but it is, it's just a lot of questioning and a lot of talking and really get into the root of people's problems. Yes. Throughout the course as well, we managed to create a user journey based on Alex's experience with face-to-face -face clients. So as it was going through day one, day two, day three, and onwards, we were able to um, we were able to create particularly email content is how it's delivered. Um, yeah. Supporting content that's going to be meeting the user at the point at which they're at already and giving them more encouragement, a little bit more psychoeducation into what's going on, some of the techniques that they're using and why, just to really structure their journey through it so that they're not overwhelmed or feel totally left alone either. We're very careful to try and get it step by step. Yeah. And you're familiar with smoking, as I've said before, people, it's very similar. Yeah. You know, people, people smoke for very similar reasons. Um, so that's why we chose that because you know once you've once Absolutely. you've presented the main reasons, everyone's like, yeah, pretty much, yeah, I do that, or yeah, I do that. So that's why those are the specific techniques we've chosen, which are people have presented in clinic over the past few years. Amazing, and I believe, guys, this platform can give so much reward. I believe, like uh, it has been in the past, and it is now feeling supported and listen to create a connection of trust 
within us and within people able to guide us is fundamental in this world. We are individuals, but mm. we are all connected. So we are not alone. If we need help, we must have help. So do you apply this formula during your treatments of uh, uh, listening, of understanding your clients? I know it's more on a written basis, on a, on a program that is already structured. And, but if people want to talk to you guys and they want to be in touch with you because they truly need help, they need someone to talk to, do, you have, do they have this support with you or not? Absolutely. Right at the beginning of treatment, I always talk to the clients. Our, our, our first client couldn't leave the house because she had such bad lung problems. So we would just, you know, it was amazing, as you said at the beginning, for therapy to reach into someone's home. Mm -hmm. And she, she needed quite a lot of support all the way through. So we were on the phone, we were chatting on text and guiding her through. Other people just sign on and get it done. So yeah, we're there as much as people want us to be there. That's super important. And uh, George, um, do you find uh, um, do you find it difficult to uh, to don't actually for both of you? Do do you find it difficult to have this responsibility of uh, taking care of this? How would you how would you find a journey that doesn't work well for someone? that was asking for help. What do you think about this? Do you still reach to them? Or um, because not everyone is able to stop addictions or to receive this help because they, they're not open-minded enough. So what would you do in this case? Would you suggest other approaches? Would you suggest other programs that you also offer? What's your relation to that? I think we try to make sure by the time they come to us, they are motivated enough to do it. Okay. And why at the beginning of treatment, out of 10, how much do you want to give up smoking? Yeah. And if they're anything below an eight, go away and come back when you're an eight. Because all we've got to do is motivate. And the techniques we use, as, yeah. you know, it's, it's motivation. And at the end of the day, the techniques we used have been used for decades. So we know they work as long as you want to give up. It's 99% motivation. We're just providing you all the tools you need to do it. If somebody doesn't give up, then we'll do a Zoom call and we'll work through and find out why. But the majority of the time, if they want to stop, but by the time they get to us on the last day of treatment, they're pretty much done because of all the work they've done in the six or seven days building up to it. Yeah. Yes, so that's amazing. Uh, Sorry, wording. George, would you part want to? Part of the um, unique product offering part of Heal Therapies is that we're trying to create self-directed therapeutic treatments in particular. So you can certainly go to face-to-face -face clinics or you can go to Better Health or Talk Space, I think, as some of the, the other therapeutic platforms. And you're working directly with another person, with a therapist, in order to go through your therapy. Go through your therapy. Um, but it's quite expensive. And they're also overwhelmed at the moment, particularly in the wake of COVID. So part of the reasoning behind HEAL was like, how can we access, yeah. how can we create something for people who don't ne can't necessarily afford face-to-face -face therapy, also don't necessarily have the time. You often have to be quite structured with those kind of therapies. You have to be, you have to turn up on time. Um, and we found that particularly with NHS in mind, 
that when we had created these digital resources that people could use successfully, particularly backed up by cognitive behavioral therapy research in which if you do your own CBT exercises, the success rate is almost as, if not as high as when you're doing it with a therapist. These are therapeutic techniques that you can, just, that you can do on your own. So heal therapies, we're trying to create these self-directed therapeutic treatment plans, which puts you in the driver's seat of your own therapy. People have to be able to take, take responsibility and take control, certainly for their own health and well-being, which is something that you're always doing with therapy. If you're approaching a therapist, you're already in a degree, you're already in a position of taking control of your life. You're looking for solutions and for ways out. Um, and that's certainly a big part of stop smoking and the, what we were saying with motivation and that you need to be the person that's looking for solutions and taking control. Um, and then we are there, like Alex was saying, we are there. We are there to help you. We are there to talk to you and support you throughout. Yes. But one of the main focuses of this therapy is here is everything that you need and we are here to help you and to guide you through your journey of quitting smoking and yes it becomes very empowering because it means that people don't have to lean on another person in order to um, succeed they find that power within themselves and the whole concept and just quickly the whole concept of the cognitive behavioral model is that we are the therapists we're making you your own therapist mm. so that's the whole concept of it we're teachers we're instructors we're educating you about therapy so you walk away your own therapist. Mm. So as George says, it's self-directed with us as experts behind to explain and guide as needed. Amazing, yes, because teaching someone how to stop a vice or heal themselves internally, it's never easy. So we suppose it is indispensable to have passed from similar experiences in order to act on merit as you guys. So you're, you, you've been able to do this, to self-controlling uh, this desire for this addiction within yourself. And now you're able to teach it, of course, after all your studies and the masters and everything. But now, so that's the technique you want to teach because you were the first ones to work with this. So sharing experiences is so important. And uh, once we are able to share it because we lived it, that's when we really can teach. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. And actually, I'm going to be another client of yours now for my addiction to cigarettes. Yeah. That is terrible. I, I, <laughs> I have to want it first, I know. But after the yeah. summer, I will start. level of motivation. Yes. How much you from zero to 10, how much you want to give up smoking right now? But maybe when, <laughs> yeah. when you're in great, give us a call. Yes, guys. And uh, it's been a pleasure to interview. As soon as you uh, implement another program in your beautiful platform, please let me know and I will interview you, you so we can present it to the guests and listeners. And uh, please uh, remind our guests uh, all the details of your platform, where they can find you, so they will, uh, they will know where. I'll leave that up to George. www.heal-therapies.com you can find all the information there, including our debut treatment plan, Stop in Seven, Smoking Secession Online Treatment. Wow, amazing. Well, 
if you want to check all the episodes of wellness and wonder including the last episode regarding mental health addictions with the two amazing brothers is www.wellnessandwonder.co.uk we hope to see you quitting your cigarettes your addiction to cigarettes soon and uh, we can try to see you soon thank bye, you everyone. thank you so much thank you bye bye bye